Our scripture reading uh, this morning is from the book of Colossians, chosen Paul's letter. Paul writing in chapter 3 says this, So, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. And friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you join me in a moment of prayer? Let us pray. Lord God, we do come to you in the afterglow of Christmas. And with a brand new start of 2021 stretched out before us like a field of newly fallen snow. Give us the ears to hear what it is you're saying to us this morning, the wisdom that we might understand it, a faith that goes beyond our own human understanding. But above all, O Lord, help us to commit to following Jesus Christ step by step throughout this next year. And it is in his name that we pray all these things. Amen. One cold, wintry day, some children put a top hat on their snowman, and in a spell of Christmas magic, he came to life. And Frosty the snowman showed those children the time of their lives. With Frosty, their sleds slid further than they ever had before. With Frosty, they could play all day long outside and never get cold. With Frosty, shopping was so much more fun than it ever was with mom and dad. But one day the weather got warmer and a gust of wind blew Frosty's hat off his head. The spell was broken. Frosty the snowman had a worry, had a hurry on his way, but he waved goodbye saying, don't you cry, I'll be back again someday. This morning, only two days after Christmas, we're a lot like the children in Frosty the snowman. The magic is fading. The spell is broken. Pretty soon, our loved ones, if they even came this year, are going to wave goodbye. The tree is going to come down if it didn't already yesterday. Gifts will be returned, and the New Year's diet will begin. Someone has written, "'Twas the day after Christmas, and all through the house, children sat slack-jawed, bored on the couch. Wrappings and toys littered the floor, an incredible mess that I did abhor. With mom in a robe and I in my jeans, we worked and worked to get the place clean." When suddenly the doorbell, it started to clatter. I sprang to the security view to see what was the matter. The new fallen snow, now blackened with soot, was trampled and icy and dangerous to foot. But suddenly, in view, did I gasp and I pant, an unhappy bill collector and eight tiny accountants. The door flew open and in they came, stern-looking men with bills in my name. On Discover, on Visa, on American Express, and MasterCard too, I sadly confessed. Right to my limits, and then beyond my net worth, I had charged in a frenzy of mirth. Well, welcome to the Sunday after Christmas, traditionally known in the church as Low Sunday. And as we look at, out from Low Sunday, and with no one here in the room today, 
the coming of 2021 may not seem like any better news than having to wave goodbye to 2020. In fact, there are those of us who may have had to say goodbye to a special loved one in this past year. We may have someone in our lives right now who we're not really sure will be here a year from now when we're getting ready to celebrate the coming of 2022. There may be a cloud over our own health. There may be a shadow over our job at work. There may be some looming threat to your family. And then, of course, there are the issues of contemporary times. Should I or should I not open up my business? Should I travel out of state to mask or not mask, to vaccinate or not vaccinate? And of course, there's the usual political turmoil going on in Washington, even though the election was over 50 days ago and the inauguration is in about 30 days. And then there are the incredible demands of, of dealing with the emotional toll of helping our children through their anxieties and isolation and education and the plans that they have for the future. Next week, I will be down in Charlotte, North Carolina to officiate at my daughter Emily's wedding, even though she already got married back on September 1st. Well, next June, she graduates from the chiro from chiropractic college. And right now, uh, their plans are to live in Missouri. Missouri. I mean, what's wrong with Pennsylvania? Or, or at least in the South where Tim and Julia are. And already, I have to tell you, I find myself going through all of Culver Ross's stages of death and dying and just thinking about my children going about their lives, not being around, or at least being not nearly as available. Life, at best, is going to be different. And if you're like many people, you may handle these life-altering events by living in nostalgia back in the past. And it's during the holidays that I think we often remember those precious bygone moments. I happen to think back to previous Christmas mornings with my children around the Christmas tree and when the hot gift that particular year were Pokemon cards. And in going back and reliving those moments in my mind, I, I kind of wish that I could freeze them in time forever. You see, we have a nostalgia for Christmases of the past. It might be that ham that we always ate for Christmas dinner. It might be the gift that you got from your aunt that was a sweatshirt of the wrong team and the wrong size, but it still brings a smile to your face. It may be a certain song that just drips with nostalgia, tugs at our heartstrings, and even brings tears to our eyes. It's interesting to me that Irving Berlin wrote White Christmas while lying next to a Hollywood swimming pool, homesick for the Christmases of his childhood. So how do we account for the spell that nostalgia casts over us? I think the answer is in the word itself. Nostalgia comes from the Latin word nostris, which means home. Originally, the word nostalgia meant a search for home. Life really is a search for home. We want to be home because that's where it is the most familiar. That's where we are the most comfortable. And yet, while there's nothing wrong with fond memories and reminiscing about past experiences, it is unhealthy to remain trapped in the past. Life moves 
on. And if we're always yearning for the past, then we may miss those experiences that are happening right now under our noses as we speak. Back when I was in high school, there was a New York sports talk radio host named Art Russ Jr. And at the close of every broadcast, he would sign off by saying, yesterday's a canceled check. Tomorrow's a promissory note. Today is all we have. So spend it wisely. In other words, if you're not living in the present circumstances of your life, you're not really living at all. And so during this holiday season, yes, let's enjoy the the sentimental journeys down memory lane and and wax nostalgic. Please, by all means, go on and relive the days of yesteryear. But then come back and be where you're at. Because if you're not, then you're not really anywhere. Maybe you're someone who is widowed or divorced or you had a long-term meaningful relationship and you're remembering in your mind that, that storybook romance. Well, friends, you just need to know that your life is not over. We, we need you here in this church so that you can be all that God desires for you among us. And so don't stay back there. Be, be here. Be now. Maybe you're someone out there who is homebound or, or you have health problems that comes with aging. I have to tell you that I have had more nagging injuries this year than any other year that I can remember. And one thing that I have learned is that it takes longer to bounce back, and I don't heal as quickly as I used to when I was younger. It's not right for me or for you to to throw a poor me pity party. You can instead resolve to live today as if you were living every day for your life. To the glory of God. So, if your marriage needs an overhaul, if you happen to be in a dead-end job, or if you just have a terminal disease, whatever the post God has assigned you, be in the moment. More importantly, be present with God. You see, you and, already, you and I already have a home, and our home is not in the past somewhere. The home that we have now is God. In the majestic words of Psalm 90, it says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. And simply by dwelling in our true home, we get all the power that we need to face the most trying times physically, emotionally, mentally, occupationally, relationally, and spiritually. And you know, it might take several miracles to help us face and meet the challenges that are out ahead of us in this next year. Because the problems that we face, they're not just big problems, they're like ticking time bombs. With all the challenges looming out there in the future, it's easy to kind of fall into despair. Remember, there's that famous scene in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones is running as fast as he can. The bad guys are nipping at his heels. They're armed with machetes. And Indiana Jones comes to a precipice with a thousand-foot drop. There's no way that he can get across it. The bad guys are coming fast. This seems to be the end of the line for Indiana Jones. And then he does a crazy thing. 
Indiana Jones takes Indiana Jones takes a deep breath and he steps out in the thin air and then as his foot comes down a bridge materializes out of nowhere. He crosses the bridge and he makes it safely to the other side. My friends, that's the Christian life. We are always stepping out. We're always going forward trusting that God will be there for us. So we are called not to stay stuck in the past or to stay stuck in a rut, but the Christian life is about going and growing. And so as we come to the end of 2020, I believe that God is saying to you and me, don't be afraid to move on. Don't stay stuck where you are. Get a move on. Why? Because you have so much more to look forward to. Think about this for just a moment. The very reason that this man Jesus came to us was to give us the power to go out and live triumphantly and joyfully for him. I don't have a crystal ball. Princeton Seminary did not give me one when I graduated. I don't know what the future holds, but I do know who holds the future. God is in control, and all of our lives are in his loving hands, not just now, but forever. And I know there's probably a lot of you out there that would love after our church service this morning to go to your computer and find that God has emailed you a detailed itinerary for the year of 2021. Well friends, I'm here to tell you that that's not going to happen. It doesn't work that way. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. And we are to put our trust and confidence in the one who is the same yesterday today and forever what should bring us comfort is that our lives are in the hands of god and when we believe that when we embrace that we will experience power and intimacy in jesus christ so that wherever we go he is with us when we have to talk through a plexiglass to a loved one at QPRC when we're stuck in a boring Zoom meeting whether we're in the classroom the living room or this multi-purpose room Jesus is with us he is Emmanuel God with us I read earlier from Colossians listen to what it says in verse 4 when Christ who is your life is revealed then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Imagine that. We have the life of God in our lives. You know, everything that we do in this next year is going to have implications for eternity. Every word of criticism or praise to a family member, every letter you write or don't write, every dinner with an aged parent that you make or miss every word of forgiveness given or withheld every bit of power and wealth that you presently enjoy is someday going to melt away like a snowman 
on a hot afternoon. All that will remain is your relationship with Jesus Christ and the simple acts of caring love that you do in his name. Those are the things that are going to go on and on and on and on. I want to leave you with the wisdom of a little poem that was sent to me in a Christmas card from a long-term friend. It tells us what really matters from an eternal perspective. I asked God to take away my pride, and God said no. He said it was not for him to take away, but for me to give up. I asked God to make my handicapped child whole, and God said no. Her spirit is already whole. Her body is only temporary. I asked God to grant me patience, and God said no. He said that patience is the byproduct of tribulation. It isn't granted, it's earned. I asked God to give me happiness. God said no. He said he gives me blessings. Happiness is up to me. I asked God to spare me pain. God said no. He said I must grow on my own, but he will prune me in order to make me fruitful. I asked God if he loved me, and God said yes. He gave me his only son who died for me, and I will be in heaven someday because I believe. I asked God to help me love others as much as he loves me, and God said, ah, finally, now you have the right idea. Friends, as we are on the threshold of a new year, Let's stand firm and tall on the promises of God. Let's stand on our tippy toes and excitedly peer out into the future and see what God has in store for us. Yes, let's remember and celebrate the past. Live for today so as not to be trapped and imprisoned as to what has been or what could have been. But then be sure to look forward and have nostalgia for the future. Would you join me in a moment of prayer? Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, you go through us and with us through every peak and down into every valley that we will go through in this coming year. When we walk through times of uncertainty and difficulty, you promise to come especially close to us and to be as near to us as our own breathing. God, we thank you that as Christians, we need not fear tomorrow because you are already out there busily arranging the circumstances of our lives in such a way that we can grow more and more to be like Jesus Christ. We thank you for this year of 2020 at Chestnut Level Presbyterian Church, a year full of challenges to be sure, but also a year chock full of blessings. And even now, rear view mirror style, we see how your hand has guided us 
along the way. And Lord, we have so much confidence to trust in you as we step out into 2021. We pray for those who are upon our joys and concerns prayer list. We think of Steve Murphy, who recently underwent surgery, is recuperating, and indeed appears to have a long recuperation ahead of him. We think of Ryan Smith, who has continued to fight valiantly for so many months, has had some setbacks. God strengthen him for this next challenge of fighting that disease. And hear us, O God, with confidence, trust, and faith. We now pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.